was king of the Congo. Deep down in the jungle, last night banging my first bongo. Every monkey like to be in my place instead of me, cause I'm the king of bongo, baby. I'm the king of bongo bongo. I went to the big town where there is a lot of sound. From the jungle to the sea, All right. for a bigger crown. This is episode 29 of Unedited Portland Live from Portland with my friends. Today I have my friend Peter who I work with, whose last name I just forgot, which is sadly a, a misfunction. But what was it again, sir? It was Klebar. Peter Klebar, a cook extraordinaire and also a uh, metal guitarist here in Portland. And uh, we are here at the Old Town Pizza slash brewery, downtown Portland, and we are recording a live podcast for your ears. Um, so, Mr. Peter... I always start this podcast off with one simple question, which is, are you, sir, Peter, originally from Portland? No, I'm not. I am from Las Vegas. Las Vegas, huh? So, uh, when did you come to Portland? I moved out here in uh, August of 2010. August of 2010. And then uh, what what brought you out here? Brought me out here was the music scene and my oldest brother, Michael. Because he's also in the music scene out here. So, okay. So the oldest brother, Michael, and uh, and uh, the fact that the music scene was cool. So this the show's about 10 minutes about you, 10 minutes about the city of Portland, and 10 minutes about a game I like to call, affectionately, Questions with Mikkel. And that's where I ask you questions. You answer them. If you miss any of the questions, the game stops. If you get all three right, you're in the leaderboard with everybody else who've gotten all three right. After that, we do some plugs. If you got anything you want to plug. And then uh, following that, we ask the arbitrary question, which is my favorite part of the show, where I ask you a question that you will get wrong. <laughs> but it's designed for that. There's only been one person in the history of this podcast who's ever gotten that question right. And it was uh, Anthony Sanchez when I asked him, what is the best holiday to celebrate in Portland? And he chose Halloween, which was the correct answer. And after he did much uh, thinking and, and pondering about uh, St. Patrick's Day and uh, Cinco de Mayo and all these other holidays, he came up with the answer Halloween as his final answer, and it was correct. So you won't be that lucky. <laughs> the other twenty never am. The, the other twenty-seven guests did not do and fare so well. So. Um, so you moved up here. So what what is the the Portland music scene like? Like why why do you enjoy it up here in in Portland? What it, what are you doing in the music scene that that makes it important to be here in Portland versus anywhere else in the world? Well, from where I grew up, it was small, so the music scene was very tiny. Okay. So after I got out here, the music scene is way bigger. There's a lot of people out here. They're friendly. They're willing to bring you in, help you out. Okay. Show you around, meet new people. So. So speaking of that, because the first 10 minutes are about you. So so outside of uh, living in Las Vegas, uh, when did you start playing music? When did you start playing guitar? Um, I started playing guitar uh, probably like 2010, like the end of 2010. Really? Yeah. I mean, I picked it up a couple other times when I was younger, but I was never serious about it until I moved out here. Okay. So wow. I've only been playing for like a little over two and a half years. And you're already in multiple bands currently. Yeah, okay. Yes. So so um what what drew you to music? Were you always a music head? Did you sing along in the shower? Did you did you like to listen to the radio when you're in the car and the family trips? Like No, uh it's like I don't know. Well, since I was younger I always uh liked music 
in general, all sorts of it. Um, when I was like six, you know, I picked up a trumpet. And then I was like seven, I picked up a clarinet. Then I picked up a saxophone, picked up a violin when I was 10. When I was 12, I picked up a bass guitar. And then I started moving to electric guitar, quit that, and just did vocals for a bunch of years. Okay. I met my older brother, Mike, and he in, was in multiple bands at the time, which influenced me to get back into music. Right. So I just always had a passion for music, kind of. So, now, now, I know some things about you that the listeners don't. Um, you spent some time riding trains. Yeah. Uh, yeah, jumping w- freightliners, which, you know, if any of the authorities that be that are listening, you know, that's long time in the past. And yeah, the, so uh, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but uh, but but that was a part of your culture, right? Growing yeah, up. Yeah, I did it from five years. I hopped. I started hopping trains when I was sixteen, until I was uh, twenty-one. Actually, when I moved out here in two thousand and ten, in August, is when I stopped moving trains because my twin brother out here got me a job at no. Old Town Pizza that I currently work at. That we're actually recording from. So, um, the hopping the trains thing is kind of an interesting uh, specter. Uh, that happens a lot here in Portland. There are people that hop trains specifically to and from, from Portland. Portland. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like coming up to Portland, either here or the Bay Area. Okay. And, and 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 what did you find along the way when you were doing that? Like, was it? You know, it was. You know, finding out that a lot of people in this world suck. Okay. Um, there's a lot of cool people that are willing to help you out. Um, willing to take you in, feed you like it was their house, you know, as long as you're respectful. You know, they trusted you, so, you, you know, do no harm to them, you know. They'll treat you good, you treat them good. You yeah. Know? So how are you so successful at doing that for so many years? Because it seems like uh, it's illegal, technically. Yes, it is. And, yes. and and a lot of people must get arrested doing that. Um, A lot of people do get arrested for hopping trains as well. They get either felony trespassing, criminal trespassing, Depends on what train they're on. They could, like, if they end up going into a military yard, you know, they can get in, like, super big trouble. Um, I've only been pulled off by the Bulls one time out of five years, and I was in Idaho after I left Portland taking the Highline to uh, Chicago. Wow. And and when you got pulled off, what were you thinking? What was going through your head in that moment? Um, You know, I wasn't sure because I didn't hear the car pull up. You know, it was just quiet, and then all of a sudden you heard um, the rail cop just pull his gun out, and it was just like, yo get off the train and then we kind of looked up and we're like oh yeah we're busted so we like got off the train and then he was kind of being rude at first and then of course we were kind of scared you know it was my first time getting pulled off you know i didn't want to go to jail either you know so i didn't want to give him my real name which i still did give him my real name and he was cool and he gave us a ride into town and dropped us off at a truck stop and we got a ride straight to chicago it was pretty scary wow so so that's that's probably as far as getting pulled off of a freight train goes. That's got to be the better end of that. D- yeah, that's definitely the better end of getting and, pulled and off. And I, 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 I doubt <laughs> many people have that same ex- shared experience as far as getting pulled off a train goes. Um, so so that's an interesting part. So then, d- does that feed into your music? Do you have any stories about that? Um, right? I do. When well, when I was in my older band in Arizona, um, I was in a punk band I did vocals for, and I sang about stuff that I've seen or have done on the trains or stuff I've experienced while hopping trains at that time of my life. Yeah. It was uh, pretty good. So. Yeah. So so that's cool. So, like, so you do the train thing, and, and you're picking up all these instruments. So you obviously have some talent for, for music if you're able to just pick up pick an up, instrument, yeah. and then you're able to play it, and then now you've only been playing the guitar for three years, which is something that has eluded me my entire life. I've never actually learned how to play the guitar. A lot or. of people don't like to. 
I wish I could. I really Thanks. do. It, it, it's tough. It's something uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, I played I played the clarinet. Yeah, and I played fun. the saxophone, so I was a woodwinder. Yeah, yeah. As well, it, me too, as, as well. As it were, uh, I had wet wood, and uh, no, no skin flute. Just yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if the ladies, no. Yeah, just uh, saying, just that saying. is that is a funny uh, Dimitri Martin joke, which uh, anything sounds creepy as long as you follow it with the word ladies. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, yo, I play the woodwind, ladies. <laughs> so, uh. so that's good. Um, so, so that's really interesting that you were able to, to both, you know, pick up different instruments, learn the music and then get through something that easily could have probably destroyed you. I mean, if you continue to ride the rails, do you really think to this day you would have the life that you're, you're, you're looking towards now with the bands and, and playing music if you hadn't stopped riding those trains? No, I definitely would not. I'd probably be in prison for hurting someone probably. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, now that you're in Portland... Uh, and typically uh, around this time, I start to start to transition the show to the city of Portland. I always tell everybody there is an invisible guest on the show, and it is the city of Portland. And so um, this show is about Portland. I moved here in the year 2000, and it it, it has uh, revolutionized my identity of who I am is is the city. What what in the city of Portland has has lended you the ability to keep playing in bands, and and now you played your first show on Friday. Yeah, that was on my birthday. Yeah, so happy yeah. happy belated birthday. Well, thank you. And uh, and 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 what what about Portland? Do you like what what is a characteristic of Portland that that stands out to you? Um, it's not 120 degrees all the time. Okay, <laughs> that's always good. They got a lot of skate parks. I, I like to skate as well. I haven't been doing it recently because I've been playing guitar a lot, but. There is a lot of skate parks. It's always fun. It's nice and green. A lot of trees. The air smells fresh. It's not a desert of nothingness around you. Right. Just so that's always it's uh, death cool. all around you. Yeah, you know the the closest uh like what if you want to go to the ocean, you know, that's like at least four hours plus out of your town. Right, heading like southwest from where you were from probably yeah. to get somewhere in California yeah. or Baja or something yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere close. Yeah. So, but now, yeah, an hour and a half, you're on the beaches. Yeah, 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 exactly. In Oregon, yeah, it's like an hour and a half. You get to the coast, you're there, yeah. you just swim. You know, you can go out to the Sandy River or something, which ain't too far either. Yeah. So, so, so lifestyle for you. So, have you, have, now metal is about, uh, a lot of people that listen might not be metal fans. It's not necessarily a genre that everybody follows. And yeah. here at OTP, you'd be confused by that because everyone at OTP, I feel like, is a metal fan, which is hilarious. But um, to an extent, to an extent, <laughs> some hotter than others. Um, my question is, so. So being that genre, um, uh, what kind of person can can you be? Can you love the environment and love the, the place that you are and still be hard metal? Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. You know, just because you're a hard metal head doesn't have really anything to do with your surroundings. Okay. As long as you're. As long as you got heart and passion and you bring it. So that's a misnomer, right? Because most people probably think of, of metalheads as like not giving a shit, yeah. as it were, and, and just rocking out, you know? Well, no, there still is some of those guys, but, you know, call those guys elitists. Okay, so they, they're separating themselves from the pack of other people that are potential metalheads yeah. because they're trying to be different. So, so Portland has a culture of music. We have a culture that is accepting. Um... What, pro- what projects are you working on now? What is the name of the band that you got working on now? Um, I, the first band I joined, I played rhythm guitar backup vocals for, is um, a band called Vominos. Okay. Um, Was that the band you played with on Friday? Yeah, or? it's the band I played with on Friday. And uh, 
the other band I'm in is a band called Cranial Saw, and I do lead vocals for that. Okay, so you were doing backup vocals and guitar for the other one. Yeah. And then this one you just just doing just the do lead front vocals. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how many people are in that band? Um, there are a total of five. So you got a bassist, a guitarist, you singing, a drummer. Uh, it's a, a dual lead guitarist. Okay. So dual lead guitarist, bassist, drummer, and then a vocalist. So uh, how how are have you ever have you been thinking about evolving into the production side? Like do you, because like something like that, like choosing to have two guitars, um, to me that I mean that makes it comp it's more complicated. It like, is like Nirvana made it big with three people. You know they yeah. did the bass, the guitar, and the drums. And the drums. And uh, and uh, now nowadays you hear in metal and you hear in rock music a lot of blending of guitars and and whatnot. Do you find that uh, to to kind of bring you towards the recording side? Like, are you becoming more aware of what what it is to make music? Or yeah, um, I've always been kind of interested in the production and like the the recording side of it because um, you know it's just. I I just lo I love music enough to where like I really would like to sit down and learn it, but it's hard. I know it's tedious, it's time consuming, but in the end, result would be better because you don't have to pay someone a million dollars to make your stuff sound good when you can just do it yourself and mix and master it yourself. Right, or record a podcast from your upstairs of your work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the the inception of this whole podcast is I was a web designer. For oh, nice. five years, I made I made websites on my own freelance, and I owned this website, and I wasn't using it. So I started um, recording uh, podcasts to post on the website, so I had a use for the website. And slowly but surely, it, 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 I learned more about my friends. And at the same time, I proved that uh, Portland is two degrees of Mikel. I know everybody <laughs> in this town, and everyone that matters knows me, and they should. And I'm going to put them on this show one at a time. So that it gives me a purpose at right. the same time. So do you feel like being in Portland, having your brothers here and having them kind of curtail you from that life that you were leading before, d does it give you a purpose, a new, a new set goal, a set of purpose? Yeah, it gives me, it definitely does because, you know, no, I don't regret what I did in the past, hopping trains and whatever else. Yeah, you I've don't have done. to. Definitely not. Yeah. But, uh, if it wasn't for doing that, I probably also want to be the man that I am today and looking forward to being a musician, you know, be getting big, you know. Right. Or even in general, if not, you know, just playing music in general. And I, and I don't want to completely ignore the other man in the room who might be getting up, but we also have our friend Eric here. Do you want to you say hi for real quick there? What's up, Portland? Hi, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. So you know. so are you, what, are you playing guitar too nowadays? Yeah, I've been playing the guitar for about six years. <coughs> so, so you're a little more versed in the guitar than this gentleman here. Are yeah. you? Are you better than Petey? Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to throw it in his face or anything. Right. You know? Okay. We try to jam as often as possible. Nice, nice. And are you working on any music projects? Do you have any bands lined yeah, up? Yeah, I've got kind of a like a concept band at the moment right now. I'm really just writing music for it. You know. What's the concept band? You got to give me. You can't just like spill oh, the beans yeah, and not like course, yeah. tell us what the beans so. are. It's the name is Severage. It's a thrash metal slash heavy metal band, like, you know, kind of like Halloween style, like 1985 Halloween style more. Okay. So, so like, you and I recently went to a, uh, a record shop, and I know that you are a consumer of vinyl, and I am, I'm a former DJ and consumer of vinyl, but you're, you're one who likes uh, uh, specifically uh, first press release vinyl. Oh yeah. What what led you to that? 
Well, the original of anything is better all the time. Like, whatever it is. I mean, except for, like, defective cars. I buy records shit, all the time, and I've never looked at the date on the back of a record until I went to a record store with you. Dead serious. I, I literally, I just buy records. I like records. Records are cool. I buy records. Let me have records. Let me put my records in my thing. I have my records. That's my thing. It's all about records, you know? But you like you were very specific about, oh, that's a first press. Like, oh, that's overpriced. So so who who when did you start liking vinyl? Um, a couple years ago when I started, like, getting tired of CDs. And I was like, you know what? Like, people keep skipping tracks. And I was thinking, you know, like a, a vinyl, you're meant to put it on and leave it on. And listen to it and enjoy it. Right. So, y- it, do you find it funny that they still call them albums when people download them from iTunes? I do. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm also guilty of doing the same thing. Right. So. Right. Okay. Well, I wanted to bring you on the show for a minute. I got I got to give it back to Petey oh, here. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, yeah, man. Uh, uh, maybe one day you'll be on the show. You never know. Hopefully. You never know. I got times. Um, gotta, what's gotta that? Work my way in. Got to so worm in. Before Before I let you go though, which what is your favorite part about Portland? The city of Portland. How long have you been here? Um, total, I've been here for probably like six to eight years. Okay. Where did you come from? Um, oh, I was born in Roseburg, Oregon. POS oh. town kind of sucks. All right. Bunch of yeah, small. Races. Uh, there's been some football players that are, is uh, uh, the guy with the hair on the Steelers. Uh, Palomalu is from Roseburg, Oregon. Yeah, he probably hated it too. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and there you go, folks. That's Eric. <laughs> All right. Well, um. So so back to you, PD. Before we get to my game, which which comes up in about three three minutes or so, um, so I like I like Portland, and 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 I'm encouraged by it, and sometimes dismayed. Uh, where do you see the metal scene going in Portland? Is there a venue of choice that you you like? What's what venues support your music? Um, what venues that do support our style of music? Yeah, you know, I say the Ash Street does, the Red Room does. You know, sometimes the backspace does, but I don't know what happened to those guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay, I can give you some. Um, I used to record this podcast from the Someday Lounge, which is the same owners of the backspace. Right. And um, they lost a ton of money running the Someday Lounge by making it artist-concentric. Right. So they really gave to into the artists, but they couldn't make enough money to pay their rent. And because the entire area improved their rents kept going up. Oh and they're man. like, but we're the reason the area is improving. Why yeah. are you raising our rent? That's bogus. So they got priced out. So their only option now is Backspace, which is one of the few all-ages venues in the city. Indeed it is. So which they is always good so all those kids can come and listen to some good metal. So they, in December, were about to close. And they were able to raise enough money to pay for a new lease and get a lease with their current owner through December of this year. But December of this year... They're in that exact same predicament where they may not be around anymore. So I, I oh know if man. they've been giving you hell and you say they're weird, but but they've been having a difficult time of it as yeah, it goes. No, and, and 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 if you you know, Which I mean we work suck. in this in the old town, like could you imagine what old town was like five years ago without backspace and ground control and compound and what was the Sunday lounge? This this was a shithole part of town. <laughs> it, I believe it would have it been. It really <laughs> was. And, and and to have those businesses be punished because of the improvements they helped start is really weird. And, yeah. and I don't know how – I'm a political science major, and I don't know what political motives you would have to do or install in order to fix a problem like that. But right. you would have to fix that because – Yeah, I mean – you can't kick out the people that fix the neighborhood. Yeah, you know. And just have money like come in from California and be like, 
Yeah. So so it's it's weird. But uh, so Backspace, Red Room, Ash Street. Any others that you? Um, you know, there was a Satyricon, but that closed, which was an awesome venue. I think I had I've been to a lot of good shows there. And now it's low income housing. Yeah, yeah. Over yeah, a pizza dude, there the other day. You know what I'm saying? Got to support more of the homeless out here. So, so so the city has. It has good things and it has issues. Yeah, it has its flaws. Um, how Which much is po- everywhere? How much of Portland goes into your uh, music that you write? Um, do you, do you find yourself ever writing about Portland or a day in Portland or an experience you've had in Portland or is it? Um, when I'm usually sitting playing on acoustic, like I write about like Portland stuff and like what stuff I've experienced in Portland. But it's like acoustic music. It's not it's not metal or punk. It's just like free jam to myself. So, kinda. what's the typical inspiration for a metal song? Um, you know, it could be anything, you know, there's all sorts of different things that could be sang to Mel, you know, you could always sing about death and gore, you know, you could always sing about, like, s- like science stuff, you know, okay. or you could sing about, like, um... What's, what's your current favorite song that you do? The current favorite song I do? That's one of your songs, yeah. Um, it's probably the song that me and Eric are working on, actually, right now, it's a song called Nuclear Warfare. Okay. It's a very... Very good. Is it politically based of nuclear warfare? What's it about? I mean, yeah, it is kind of politically based. Eric wrote all all lyrics to it, and me and him did the guitar work together. Okay. So he knows a little bit more about the lyrics to that, but it is it, it has a political view on it, definitely. Okay. Okay. He's an interesting kid, right? I mean, yeah, for he a youngster, he's, he he ain't too bad, man. Yeah, he's not. So so we're at the part of the of the show that I call questions with Mikel. And this is a quiz. There's nothing other than a quiz. And, and and it's a quiz about Portland. So for somebody that's new to Portland. I'm going to fail. You might. <laughs> you might fail. You're going to fail. But, uh, but I, 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 have different, I have different ways of uh, angling it towards my, uh, my guests, as it were. So, so we're going we're gonna to try this here. I'm going to say if, if I was in downtown Portland and I was – walking up Burnside and I wanted to take a hiking trail, where would I be going at the end of Burnside? What park? Forest Park or Washington Park. Oh, that's both. That's, there you go. See let's see, see how easy this fucking game is? The game's <laughs> fucking easy. So it is. It's Forest Park and Washington Park. Uh, largest contiguous park. In, in the city. In the city yeah. and in the United States. In the States. United States, yeah. I Found that out after I moved here. I kind of like that. It's cool. It's it's pretty cool. I don't spend enough time there. Nah, you me know? neither. <laughs> when I, when <laughs> it's nice and peaceful too. <laughs> yeah, it's super peaceful. Whenever I go there, I have a good time, and and yet and yet I don't spend enough time there. Yeah, it um, seems to happen. But yeah, so yeah, Forest Park. So yeah, it's a big deal. Um, you know, uh, New York has Central Park, and and I see it on the maps. I've never been to New York, but uh, but I know of it as as being an icon of the city, and and we have a much bigger version that's real it's not just this like concept just tiny thing in the yeah of the it's city. it's <laughs> n- it's essentially nature left alone is what it is yeah you know which is amazing and uh and so yeah it's forest park okay that's not too bad not too bad um can you name for me two of the city of portland's nicknames what is portland known as outside of just being portland Rose City. Rose City's one. Okay. And uh, oh man, I know this. God. There's so many you yeah. can you can choose from. Ah, I'm stuck with Rose City. I don't know. Do you sure. like coffee? 
Yeah, I like. Wh- coffee. What's your favorite coffee? I don't know. I like this coffee. Where, what's the coffee joint that's like a few blocks from here? Stumptown Coffee. Oh, Stumptown. That's another. That's another nickname of Portland. Holy shit! You got Stumptown? that one. Stumptown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's an older nickname. Uh, we were Stumptown because we were a forestry place. Right. So for a long time, when people came here, it was a lot of stumps. Nah. So it became Stumptown, and uh, it's funny because Portland and Seattle are the uh, inception of the term Skid Row. Yeah, I've I've heard that a couple of times. Because uh, logs rolling down from the city to the waterway to be shipped right. is a deadly place to be, yeah. a.k.a. Yon Skid Row. So so that's interesting. So, yeah, Sumptown, something you got it. It ain't that hard. All right, third and final question, always the hardest. I got to make it I got to make it somewhat tricky. I can't fucking just dolly, Give them the, to you. dolly <laughs> this shit up. So, um let's see what we're going to go with. Um what year did the Portland Trailblazers win the national title? I don't know. I'm going to say 69. Ah, uh, it's a good number. It's a good number. Great summer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I haven't watched basketball that much. So it's a great summer. Uh, they hosted the uh, Woodstock in '69 in yeah. New York. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, summer of '69. There's multiple covers. Uh, MXPX did one. Um, but no, uh, the answer is 1977. I was gonna say 71. Yeah, 1977. The Portland Trailblazers beat the 76ers, I believe it was, in six games. Nice. So yeah, so that good. yeah so that was the year so uh, we're at the plugs portion so any do you have any gigs booked le- new or what's the names of the bands or where can people get a hold of you guys um, got Facebook pages yeah um, yeah Cranosaw has their Facebook page and then uh, I don't I'm not sure Vominos has one but I know Vominos is playing a show at the East Bank Saloon this fri- uh this upcoming Saturday not this Saturday but next Saturday on the 29th at so June 29th, 2013, yeah. at the East Bank Saloon. Yeah, it's all ages. Nice. All ages. A suggested donation. Okay. Okay. And a uh, cranial saw is playing tomorrow at the Red Room. Okay. I think it doors open at eight. Nice. D- so tomorrow would be June 21st, 2013, at the at the Red Room. And uh, do you, you don't know the cost of that? Who knows? Um, I'm not sure. I have the flyer, but it doesn't say how much it costs to get in. I almost think it's eight bucks, but I'm not positive. All right. Well, this has been fun. I like talking. Isn't it funny how much you learn about yourself when you have a conversation like this with somebody yeah. you already know? Yeah. But it's funny. We don't we don't have this directed conversation. I love that. That's part. That's part of uh, of why I do this. So you're at the part of the show you're not you're not aware of, but it's called the uh, arbitrary question. And this is where I ask you a question that I know the answer to, but you do not. And, uh, and, and it's arbitrary in the sense that I've picked an answer. And, and I hope that you get it right, but I know you won't. <laughs> so for today's arbitrary question, since later today I'm going to join a coworker at a strip club, I'm going to ask you, what is Portland's best strip club? Acropolis. You, f- you fucking got it right. Holy shit. Come on, they got their own meat factory. Come on, dude. They how, do their own meat. I don't know how you just did that, dude. I thought you would name... A, we're surrounded by freaking strip clubs. In hey, the man, when you say the best strip club in Portland, there's only one. How did you know it was a Acropolis? I picked a Acropolis. So here's the one rule of this game. 
I pick an I pick an answer. And I, you're supposed to win. And I will <laughs> and I pick it and I you're not supposed to get it actually right. <laughs> you're supposed to say Magic Garden because it's two blocks away. <laughs> you know, or Spice because it's also two, two blocks, blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> but you went with a Crubless, which is super far away, but is hands the down the best strip club in Portland. Indeed it is. How the fuck did you do that, dude? I'm uh, mad at you slightly because <laughs> everyone tells me they go, well, well, for the quality of the show, you should just change the answer. And I'm like that. There's no integrity to that. So I got to pick an answer. Yeah. I'm I'm sad and dismayed like the last time this <laughs> happened. I don't like this. That's not cool. And people pick the fucking. The so, yeah, listen to uh, Cranial Saw and uh, Vominos and uh, and f- this has been out on Portland and I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs>